to the Call in Our Shop podcast. I'm Austin, joined by Logan. This is our episode 35, posted every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Today, uh, we took last week off. We're back with the special guest today, and it's none other than Guy Boston Sports. Welcome him to the channel. We appreciate you for coming on to the weekly live stream. How are you doing, my man? I am doing great. When I got the uh, when I got the nod to come on the show, my day got a little bit better. I know we planned it a little while ago, but I'm happy to be here. Nice to uh, nice to get on a little virtual meet you with with you and Logan here. Now we appreciate you for coming out. Now before we even get into talk, talking about the NBA playoffs, talking about who, why you got into YouTube, all that different stuff, I need you guys to do me a favor. All the call on our shot stands, the community out there, go get this man to four to ten thousand subscribers. He's less than I think four hundred. I think it's like three hundred and. 80 or something like that go hit that subscribe button it's linked at the top of the description definitely go show him some love we really we want to see him at 10k you know that's what that's what i demand out of the call on our shop people go show him some love he posts obviously his favorite bets on uh every nba morning i saw you guys started doing some mlb too it's not you doing the videos but i saw i saw you guys doing them yeah yeah we're we're growing with it so uh yeah we got we got um uh, a new guy named ethan jumping on here doing some mlb picks and whatnot because uh you know we just want to bring the most amount of content that we can uh both i guess good content but also entertaining content uh to the people out there and it's a great community to be a part of as you guys know so yeah we're rolling with it 100 percent. i feel like i i've we've kind of talked to our other guests that we've had on here i feel like everyone has a different route to getting into youtube so i kind of wanted to hear your route i've I, we've never personally talked on the phone so i've, I've always kind of wanted to hear what got you into making youtube videos and Kind of how you guys are almost at 10,000 subscribers. I assume I see all the Celtics gear. I had to wear my uh, Giannis shirt for you. Oh, oh. <laughs> we'll talk about that series in a little bit. But what got you into uh, YouTube and what made um, you start making videos? Yeah, so I mean, I've been doing, I guess you can call it sports media, right? For probably uh, the last six years or so. And I started Guy Boston Sports in 2016. And it really started as... Um, a blog, which, you know, gained a Twitter following and everything like that. Um, so we started up that way with written content. And then we would post, I mean, you know, it was me and 20 other people that that ended up writing for the site after I had started it. Um, and we had posted, you know, blogs, video, podcasts, all that on the website um, and also on Twitter. And, you know, what kind of got me into, I guess, YouTube is take it from there. We started going live on Twitter, um, which you could still do now. But then, um Twitter had like announced, I think it was Periscope was the company that Twitter was using it or, you know, the live stream through Twitter was they had announced, um, you know, Periscope is going to be no more. There's going to be a time period where you can't go live on Twitter and live streaming became such a big part of what I did on my personal channel, what yeah. I did on or on my personal account and what I did on the guy Boston account. I was going live during Celtics halftime, um, reacting to the game afterwards live. So all of a sudden I said, all right, we got to pivot here. And this is just, you know, a year and a half ago, a couple of years. We have to pivot here and, you know, turn to youtube and you know i never really looked back um we were making some youtube content before on there but it never became the focus so it was always you know drive everything back to guybostonsports.com drive them to at guybostonsports on twitter and now all of a sudden the the focus in my mind has shifted to hey get them to the guy boston sports youtube channel where we have celtics content nba content mlb content you know sports betting content it kind of um started to, to flourish just based on what the audience wanted i guess so yeah. it really kind of I, I guess periscope going out of business kind of forced my hand at youtube and i'm damn glad it did like for sure <laughs> rooting for the demise of a company yeah. <laughs> that's true boston if i've ever heard it <laughs> hey. i say that as my uh my family's from new york but uh so naturally they kind of hate all the boston sports so 
I, I, I'm a little bit indifferent about the Celtics team. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, we asked Wait, them, Austin, uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but we, you said your family's from New York. He's obviously Boston, pounding the Boston drum. I live in Philly, so I need your opinion right now. What let's, did I walk into right. here? <laughs> yeah, let's just you walked into the crosshairs, buddy. <laughs> oh man, let's this just a start a northeastern war. What is your opinion? Let's start with with the great city of Philadelphia. What what do you love about Philly? Me? Yeah, yeah, it's you. And I I'll like. Be honest, I'll say Logan this. doesn't even like Philly that much. He's kind of a hater. <laughs> so you can I go like, in on him. I like the. I'll say this. Probably the only thing, and I'm, I'm when I say about Philly, I've never been to Philly. I've been to oh. Pennsylvania, or whatever. Um, but um, I would say the thing I like about if I were to make it more like sports related, I guess, and sports fans related, it kind of speaks to the personality of of Philly people. Um, I would say I like the passion Philly has. But that probably directly relates to sort of like the sports hate of Boston and Philly and even New York because all the passion shines through. So, you know, um, I know that the you know, the Philly fans, no matter what sport it is, has have had some, uh, you know, rough go abouts with, I don't know, holidays like Christmas and Santa and and everything <laughs> like that. But uh, but I do like and I respect the passion that I would say Philly has, because I think at the end of the day, it's very Boston like. And that's what I, I like, you know, so I know it's it's kind of like a a, you know, Philly fans probably hate Boston fans, Boston fans hate Philly fans. But it's almost just because like hating a brother or something like that, because you guys are so similar. So that's part that uh, I like that, you know, when the Celtics play the Sixers or that, like there is this absolute. Oh, my God, my day is centered around this game now because because the hates there. I like that. <laughs> let me tell you let me tell you last year i went to a phillies red sox game in in philly obviously and i was riding the, i was riding the subway with a bunch of boston fans a bunch of mass holes and uh yeah there was there was a lot of animosity pent up with them and the philly fans on there you could just feel it that's that good northeastern rivalry tension you know in other in other states and other regions they might not understand it but let me tell you I've only lived in Philly like three years, but it's it's real and, and it is, it's it's a cool thing. That's why we love sports. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's like, would you rather be on the subway and be like, oh, like, I, I don't I don't feel this like that's getting yeah, you exactly. pumped to go to the game or whatever. Like, yeah, oh, it, yeah. it's I guess sucks in a way, but I, I kind of think it's a cool dynamic. No, I think it's honestly awesome. Is there a favorite uh, like Boston team you like to go watch just because of their atmosphere and their venue or like do you have a most iconic uh game you've ever been to i know it's kind of putting you on the spot i would say um i i mean my probably the best team to go watch may be the bruins and that's like the fourth on my list in terms of sports i like but when td garden gets rocking for a bruins game or a goal is scored especially playoff hockey i've been to one playoff game it was years ago i was way younger but it's pretty like remarkable and i i love the celtics through and through obviously but I don't think that it really compares to, you know, a goal scored when the Bruins are down one with a few minutes left in the third type of thing. Um, in terms of, you know, rem uh, memorable self games that I've been to, it's a weird answer, but I, th I don't even remember the year, but Monte Ellis was on the Warriors and he dropped like, it was like, it was like 50 points or he had, I don't know, something crazy. And for whatever reason, I was so young and I went with, with my dad and I became like a Monte Ellis fan for the next month. And then realized that, like, you know, I don't really like Monte Ellis, but I was a young kid. So um, for whatever reason, that sticks with me. But other than that, um, I usually am I'm usually at uh, at home doing stuff like, you know, game related and whatnot during big games because um, 
I, you know, I guess your, priorities. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I get that. Um, Monte Ellis. What a, what a name. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I like Logan and I used to play fantasy basketball way back when, and Monte Ellis was the big, a big guy yeah. in there. There's also David Lee from the Knicks was also like a, a very good uh, fantasy basketball player. Have you ever, uh, what is your opinion on Fenway park? Cause I've always wanted to go to Fenway park. Uh, and I I'm trying to get there this year, but within the next two years, I want to go there. Um, Obviously, you know, we do these baseball videos every morning, but I mean, Fenway's iconic, just like Wrigley Field, which I'm hoping to go to as well this year. Yeah, I mean, I think that Fenway, it lives up to the hype if you're a baseball fan or if you can appreciate it, I guess. Um, you're obviously going to have, you know, like Logan said too, the mass holes, it's ridden with that, obviously, like no <laughs> kidding. But, you know, walking out of, I don't want to call it the tunnel, but you know what I mean? Walking to when you kind of see the field open yeah. up and, and when people talk about it, you hear the crack of the bat and all that, like it all rings true at Fenway Park so I have very high uh, I, I guess I have very much to say about Fenway Park whether the Red Sox stink or they're good you go there and it is kind of that typical baseball experience when the weather's nice and the seasons playing that type of thing but it is it does live up to the hype in my opinion I, I just want to see the green monster in person it's it's on my bucket list too because I mean that have a have a such an iconic feature in a, in a in a baseball stadium be so historic like that come on the green monster is right up there like like Austin said Wrigley Field it's on yeah. our, it's my, on my bucket list too we, we talk about too much baseball I watch too much baseball not to have been to these stadiums so it's, you guys it's, you guys let up. me know when you're in Boston we'll do All something. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, we will uh, call on our <laughs> chat reunion and we'll bring Guy Boston Sports. We'll go to Fenway Park for a game. I think I think we need to put that in the work sometime later Absolutely. on this summer. We'll see if we can get that done. That would be that would be pretty sweet. Are there any are there any stadiums you you kind of want to go to or arenas you can think of? I I would love to go to uh, baseball Camden Yards. I've just mm. heard that it's it's nice um, and well put together. I guess that 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 makes me. Um, want to go see it for myself i haven't been to the new yankee stadium i went to the old one i think the second to last year that it was around um for basketball i would love i would love to to go i'm um, actually football i'd like and i'd love to go to a game in seattle I, I want to go i would like to go to all these places that the crowd gets rocking you know what i mean it's not necessarily yeah. about the arena to me per se it's more about the atmosphere so like you throw uh you throw philly or madison square guard the uh, phillies game um Sixers game, anything like that. Madison Square Garden, uh, Bark, like just any of these places that sort of have the hype. Um, kind of a typical cliche answer of get me to those places. I would say there there isn't really any like special. Oh, like I'd love to go see a game there, and no one else would have that answer. I'm more about the you know like if if the place gets going, I want to experience that and I want to be there because even like I answered the Philly versus Boston thing, I love like passion for yeah. something or sports, and I, I do appreciate it and would love to be. Like I can, I can take the being a Celtics fan at a Knicks game and, and going back and forth and, and, you know, crap talking someone and whatnot. Yeah. I like, I think that that's, I hope the other guy gets that. Like we're all friends at the end of the day. Like I was just at the heat game when the Celtics lost to the heat at the end of the year. And he was a heat fan and we were going back and forth all game long, but there was this dynamic of like, you're saying meanest things. I'm saying some of the meanest things, but like, we're not going to fight each other. We're just like at a <laughs> basketball game. So anywhere that I can do that type of thing, I'm, I'm I'm thrilled to do it. I, I can't speak for Logan, but I feel like they would fight you in Philly. They would yeah. fight you in Philly. <laughs> I, I, I've, se- I've seen fights outside the stadium before. Now, in, inside the stadium, you might you might have some stadium security protect protection, but just let them find you in the parking lot. Be be wearing that would be wearing that Celtics green right coming out of the Wells Fargo Center. Let's just 
just try it. Uh, that's all I'm saying. They don't they don't like it. They see hey. green and they attack. I'll get I'll get punched <laughs> in the face for my Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is a true fan right there. Yeah. And I kind of speaking of Celtics, how are you feeling about this series? Uh, luckily, since we record this on Tuesday night, it goes live on Wednesday. Thank goodness the Bucks and Celtics don't play tonight because then it's kind of weird if we're talking about a game. Talking, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. But how are you feeling about it? Because right now we're tied 2 2. Uh, as the day this goes live, you have game five. Um, how are you feeling? I think your Celtics are like five and a half point favorites, too. Can we yeah, get a sneak tomorrow, peek of what you'd pick for tomorrow's game? I mean, I say it in the in my videos all the time. I'm like, I'm biased. I don't know. I don't. It's like people get so mad in the comments, and I'm like, I'm just telling you the truth. Like, I if I don't bet on the Celtics, it probably means I'm leaning the other way. It's just you got to read between the lines here. Um, I think that that's a pretty big number, if I'm being completely honest. I think these games are going to get pretty tight moving forward. But last night's game gave me a little bit of a, I would say, a little bit more hope than I've had all series long because obviously a team can blow out another team when they're playing um, poorly, like obviously game one and then game two, each of both teams, there was clearly a better team that night. Game three could have gone either way. And then game four, I saw some things that I liked. The, the Bucks seemed to get a little bit restless, a little bit tired and started to not execute down the stretch. Whereas the Celtics seemed to have a little bit more fresh legs um, from their stars too. And, I, and then I heard a stat today that Giannis, hadn't played up until this series, a 40 minute game all year long or something like that. So there was things to take away in that game, that, that game four that I was like, you know what? I think that that gave me a little bit of hope. Whereas prior to, I still thought that this Bucks team, you know, probably wins it in seven or so, but I'm, I'm, I'm seeing green now Celtic green to be, to, to clarify, <laughs> but, but uh, I'm, I'm liking what I'm liking it. I, I don't, I will say, I don't love the the five and a half line whatsoever. I think that asking, either team to win by six points in like a hard fought series with two teams that can grind, grind, grind. Um, I, I don't love that spread at all. I agree with your kind of take on the spread. When mm -hmm. I was going into this series, obviously I'm kind of biased because I really do love Giannis. And I honestly, you watching him, I'm sure you love you. I, I don't know how anyone could hate Giannis. He's just so fun to watch. And yeah. he's bullying, he's bullying Peyton Pritchard and Grant Williams <laughs> and all your guys. I mean, he, he's the honest Tentacumpo. He's the Greek freak. But I, this is like one of the first years I think I, I haven't hated the Celtics or like their team. I, I do like a lot of their players. I mean, it's not the annoying Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett days when I dreaded Celtics being successful. I, I don't mind this team. Maybe it's because I love Jalen Brown and he he went to the high school that I grew up right next to. I'm like, I like this guy and Jalen Tatum. They're all so young and it's so fun to, I don't, I don't hate him at all. And I, I honestly, if I were to gun to my head, I'd probably pick the Celtics to win the series. That's not trying to jinx them. Because um, I'm technically rooting for the Bucks, I promise. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think the Chris Middleton injury, and I know people trash Chris Middleton, saying, you know, oh, he's 12 points a game score. They need Chris Middleton out there, and I think that's. I think the Bucks are kind of realizing he's a Celtics that. killer. He's a Celtics yeah, killer. He, he destroys the Celtics, and this is a guy. I mean, granted, he's you know maybe he has some inconsistent games in the playoffs, but this is a guy that carried them kind of towards the end of the game and. In the finals, he was a guy that was, I don't know, average 20-something points per game. And they're really missing that because right now, and I'll give you a spoiler. Actually, people aren't going to be a spoiler. My pick for uh, for Wednesday's game, I took Drew Holiday's over in points, mainly because he's just he has to shoot it 20 times. He's not shooting it well. Trust me, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. He's shooting it terribly. He's got Marcus Smart clamping him up. But he's got to shoot the ball a ton. It's Giannis shooting it. And then I just don't think they get enough production, whereas you talk about the Celtics, very deep team with you know the starting five. Then they got Pritchard. They got Derek White. They got Grant Williams now playing pretty well. I mean, that's eight deep, and I don't want to go eight deep on that uh, Bucks roster. You can bet me on that. Yeah, so I really do think that's like the, that's the key. Obviously, I think 
Giannis can run away with any game. I mean, Tatum can too, but Giannis is an absolutely dis- different animal. But I think we saw it that like that last game last night really showed me that, okay, Giannis, you know, he's got, he can get tired. And the minute he gets tired or Drew Holiday gets tired, that the Bucks start to look to other guys like Grayson Allen or, or Brooke Lopez. And it's like, okay, like you, you look to them all you want. So it's, <laughs> I saw a little something there that gave me a little bit more hope um, in terms of giving a nod towards the Celtics for the series. And it came out of last game, really. Yeah. Are, are we not going to talk about the vintage Al Horford performance? Come on. Al, I love <laughs> Al Horford. You know why I love Al Horford? Maybe you know this, but I went, I went to the University of Florida. I'm a proud Gator, and he, he made me so proud last night. I was like, I was like that's my boy, bleeding the orange and blue. Al, Al Horford had a vintage performance. If they're getting production like that out of Al Horford, I mean, come on, man. He, Giannis, Giannis straight up – ticked him off it, it, it was it was wild the the, the looks yeah. between the two i that mean that's, was that, that was cool i i want whatever he's having because that was that was crazy and that's so cool to think about too when you look at it retroactively that Giannis dunks on him and then al gives him kind of like a like okay you'll get yours yeah. you'll get yours and i think it was less than like 10 minutes game time later he goes dunks on him and gives him a little bit of a little bit of sugar right <laughs> afterwards whether you want to say he did it on purpose or not i don't really care cuz it hyped me up and i've never mm-hmm. seen al horford get that pumped and that excited and it was kind of like a moment of like holy crap like that was awesome that was it gave me the chills i can only imagine what you know he's feeling or or what people in the arena were feeling even Bucks fans are probably like, uh, like <laughs> we just somehow unlocked the beast. And then I heard it on the radio today. It's a good point. It was like, uh, I forget who was saying it, but they were saying, um, it kind of shows how much Al Horford probably keeps on the down low during games all the time. Like he's so well composed because stuff like that happens in the NBA. And it's pretty interesting to see it just come out all of a sudden, um, in one sort of burst. But, uh, yeah, that was really cool. So big props to Al um almost i had him as a double double last night but i guess i can't really be mad about that prop or anything because he absolutely went off and and pretty much i mean not pretty much won the game for the celtics no i mean he was the difference maker if you get 30 points on al horford you you better win you ain't getting 30 every night from him so that i didn't i didn't listen to the broadcast too much you, was that a career high for playoffs uh for al horford i have no yeah. idea but i'd yeah. imagine it was yeah it was that's no, that's just an awesome story for Al Horford. For I don't know how old he is. If you know, like 37, 38, I, I have no idea. I don't but know. A cool story for him, you know, thinking about back to you know, obviously his Florida days when he was winning national championships. Was he on that Joe Kim Noah team? Yeah, yeah, he was the back to back squad. Yeah, and then he was obviously went to the Hawks, not a lot of success there. And then they were super good. And then I kind of think of like a guy like Paul Millsap was kind of like irrelevant now and then we see uh al horford just having these remarkable games like a double double mm-hmm. three straight obviously didn't get the double double free in game four my mm-hmm. treat he's getting one game five you can book that right, um but uh but man mm-hmm. al horford's a great story it's it's kind of like you kind of think about these older guys in the nba you think that oh, they're scrubs but still nba players they can score 30 any given night but i think it's really cool i think it's a cool story i i, I saw his lines 14 and a half tomorrow i'm curious how many people are uh hammering is over yeah, it'll be. I think it very much will depend too on Robert Williams. Not that it's mattered so far, I guess, because he's had he's played so well in the playoffs. But Robert Williams' health status and whatnot too. But um, it was cool to see that because it's Al Horford's obviously second time on the team now. He left. People were calling him Average Al and all that, and then he mm-hmm. comes back and everyone's singing his prayers now. So um, yeah. it definitely is a cool story. Does I I I haven't been following too closely. Does Daniel Tice still get any minutes? He does. Yeah, he does. Oh, okay. He he's been playing a decent amount. 
but he is such a in terms of like they they will very much like Grant Williams too. If he's not playing well, if he's fouling, if he just looks out of place, they don't force his minutes. They're gonna say, "All right, you can sit down and and uh, you know we'll we'll figure something else out." Um, but again, it's it's a little up in the air too with Robert Williams being injured. That you know they they just need bodies. So Daniel Tice has been playing a decent amount of minutes, um, but it's very matchup dependent. You know, when when Grant Williams is playing way better, he's gonna get some of those minutes and everything like that. Logan has a pain point for uh, Daniel Tice. Oh yeah. The- the only okay, so so people, if people have been listening to us before, they've heard my sob story about this. I had a fifteen leg parlay. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. I made a fifteen leg same game parlay. It was it was in the Celtics versus Heat game back in the bubble. So you know you you go back a little bit. I had fourteen out of fifteen legs. The one leg that did not hit was Daniel Tice. I picked his under. He went barely over. I hate that man. And what what did it cost me, Austin? It cost me thirty five hundred dollars. It was ten dollars. <laughs> it was it was ten bucks to win three thousand five hundred. And it's all because of Daniel Tice. If I'm ever sitting, you know, sitting thinking about what I could do with for with three grand. Yeah, I think about Daniel Tice. He comes to mind. So every time I see his, his trash self on the court, I'm, I just think about that. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't blame you. I mean, then you must. If if, if you're watching the Celtics Bucks series, he's he's falling victim to, like I said, the matchups and everything like that. Yes. He's he's not playing much this series, but uh, he did get a bunch of run against um Brooklyn and and whatnot. So you know, I would hate Daniel Tice too. Like. <laughs> that's the case in fact i might i'm a celtics fan i'm doing this for you logan as a show of good faith i might hate him now just because he did that to you this is this is my villain origin story of why i hate daniel tice my book Every, all my homies hate daniel tice there you go so um so switching topics um we asked a couple of our previous guests and i told you i was gonna ask you this question pre-show i'm curious if you came up with an answer um I want your NBA most overrated player. Now, it's kind of tough to answer this question because half the teams haven't been playing for about a month now. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to say, you know, whatever. But I'm curious what your answer is. Because we had some interesting answers so far on the uh, program, and I'm curious what you have to offer. Uh, I think this is going to be – this is probably not right, but this is showing my my green glasses here. Kyrie Irving, to me, I'm like so done with him. I think that, you know, he's got the skill, okay? He's got – I don't – but when you talk overrated, it's like you can put Kyrie Irving on a team tomorrow and they're gonna be like, oh, that's a piece to make a super team. That's a piece to do this. A championship caliber player. That dude doesn't care about basketball anymore. So he's overrated in my book in the sense that, you know, he will always have that hype of, oh, you put him on a super team. You put him here. He's going to really help you. I lived through it with the Celtics. That team could have been so good. And he just gives up when he doesn't want basketball to be played anymore. So that's my sort of Celtics biased answer. I think some of the easy ones may be like, and I don't even know if after this season it would ring true anymore, but Russell Westbrook, I think for the longest time, um, even when he was, you know, averaging triple doubles, winning MVPs, like if you watch the end of those games, they literally would miss shots or make sure to get him an assist. And I don't like when, it comes down to like, I, I feel like I got a little, uh, I don't know, it's the opposite of a soft spot. I, I, the gripe with when a guy knows how many points and stuff he has during a game. I'm not a big fan of that. Like, oh, lo, go, let me go get this uh, rebound and stuff like that. Or it's a 50 point blowout and Russell Westbrook's like, I'm going to miss my own shot so I can get a rebound and all this. So 
he would probably be an answer. And then one guy I hated for a long time on the Raptors, but now I actually think that he does a lot for the team is Kyle Lowry. On my live streams, I used to say, give me a knife, put me in a room with Kyle Lowry, and let's see what happens. He'd probably still <laughs> ragdoll me, but uh, but uh, I, I would love that opportunity. Don't like that opportunity anymore. I kind of like Kyle Lowry now, but um, those are just some of my answers. But I, Kyrie Irving, like as much as it sounds like I'm being a green teamer Celtics fan, I think there's some legitimate, uh, you know, weight to what I'm saying about how he just really like thinks about ba- other things beyond basketball, which is great, but you're playing basketball. Like you got it to some degree, be a basketball player and be a winner at the end of the day. And he's shown for a few years now that that isn't at the top of his list. Yeah. I feel like, um, and you said you were a little bit biased at the beginning. So you're, you're clear of all uh, Kyrie Irving hate. I'll um, always tell you when I'm biased because <laughs> it's, it happens a lot. Oh, I forget who said it, but Kyrie Irving was another one of the answers we received from someone else. And I, I can understand it kind of as a Knicks fan. I kind of e- equivalent him to a guy like Carmelo Anthony. Um, very simple. Not, you know, not obviously they play completely different positions, but mm-hmm. a guy that could go out and get you 30 points a night, but not necessarily helping your team win a whole lot of games. I know this because I was a Knicks. I still am a Knicks fan, sad Knicks fan. Um but yeah, they, you know, you would get Carmelo out there just ball hogging and he wasn't necessarily winning a lot of games and he needed other guys to kind of carry him. So I don't blame you on that pick. Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he's kind of, you know, he's injured at the moment, not even playing in game, like not even playing tonight. I don't know how right. the Sixers heat game goes tonight, but not playing. And then uh, who's your other one? I forgot him already. Um, uh, Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah, Westbrook. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you beating a dead horse at that rate, you know, saying Westbrook's overrated. I feel like that's, right. you know, a common narrative. So I get that. Um, Logan, who was your answer? I don't remember. My mine was Anthony Davis. And I I I I stand I stand on that one because they the Lakers had such a good vision for him and it, it, his the best of it, the best ability is availability. We talk about it so much. And I mean, even when, okay, honestly, even when he was just completely healthy and everything, I'm like he to me he's just not the game changer that everybody acts like he is like he, they act like he's one of the big best big men in the league by far in a way and i'm just like i don't know that i see that like I, I i'm just being completely honest he's great at defense but i just i don't know that he's as dominant as people always say but your your Kyrie your Kyrie answer oh i i love that answer because nothing ticks me off more than seeing like wasted potential and i think the the whole nets narrative was wasted potential like yeah. you have KD, you have KD and Kyrie in their in their prime still, arguably, and Kyrie just isn't right between the ears. Like that that that's what that's what it is. He's just not in a basketball mindset, as you were saying, and he's just you 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 really like some players. You look at and you're like, they're living paycheck to paycheck. They're playing the, this game because they need to survive. They're just like dogs. Kyrie Irving is not a dog. Kyrie <laughs> Irving goes home and basketball is the last thing he wants to think about. So it's like it, it that that that's all, honestly what makes him overrated and probably overpaid for that matter. They're they're asking they 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 need a lot more out of him than, than what they're getting. And I just always take it from a stance of like I I don't think he's doing what's best for like whatever cuz I know he does so many things outside of basketball. Um, not any of like the political or vaccine stuff. I don't really, I'm so dumb on that type of stuff. So I don't even have any takes on that. But like when he stands for something, that's great as an optic, but I still come from 
the side of, I think Kyrie Irving's doing something for Kyrie Irving. He's not doing it to push forward an initiative or do something for X, Y, and Z. Like when they went to the bubble and I think he was the, I think he was the VP of the players union at the time. Like he was the one making the calls to try and figure out the amenities for people in the bubble. Do we get massages? Do we get food? Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden they find out that players that hadn't played in X amount of days or whatever it was because you were injured, you don't go to the bubble. And, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, all of a sudden his, his, his tune changes and he's, oh, you know what? Now I don't want to go to the bubble. Anyone that goes to the bubble is, you know, saying yes to the man. And it's like you were the one that was excited and asking about what's for breakfast. And now you're just making it this big deal. Like it just that type of stuff. It it, it annoys me if, uh, you know, and if, if that was his if that's what is if that's what he was and he admitted that that's the type of thing he was, then I wouldn't have a problem with him, but he will constantly come back and act like he's still all about basketball and act like all he wants to do is win a championship or tell Celtics fans he wants his number in the rafters and stuff like that. It's like, you don't just, just tell me if he comes out tomorrow and says, I don't care about basketball. I'm really good. I'll play when I can. I'll be like, okay, well, at least you admit it. Like, fine. I don't have a problem with you anymore. So I, I do. He, he gets under my skin, but uh, rightfully so, I guess. Uh, I'm gonna. I have my answer for most overrated player. Enough with the Kyrie slander. He's <laughs> he's sitting on the couch watching. The, well, he's not watching probably the playoffs. He doesn't care. Um, but uh, my player, and I've talked about Zach Levine before. I'm actually going to his teammate Demar Derozan. Now oh. this is not, and that's not a Demar Derozan. I think he's bad. I just think he's a little bit overrated in the sense that he was very good this year for the Chicago Bulls, averaging. You know, he had those crazy streaks. My problem with Demar Derozan comes down to two things. It comes down to one. I don't think he necessarily makes his teammates much better. And so in my sense in that way is like, I don't see him averaging a ton of assists per game. Even when Zach Levine's out, we see him scoring 35, 40 points. Like I said, with Carmelo Anthony, he could score that too, but it never translated to a lot of wins. And we saw the Bulls team very good when they were healthy. And then obviously the second half all-star break, they weren't very good. DeMar DeRozan was still doing his thing. They just weren't very good. And they doesn't play very good defense either. And then my third thing, I have not seen DeMar DeRozan ever get it done in the postseason. We saw him against that in that Bucks series. He struggled. He was very bad the last couple of games. And granted, the Bucks were throwing nine, nine guys. That was they were putting all five on, and they were putting Mike Budenholzer tripping him. They were doing as much as they could to kind of stop him. Stripping him was a, an exaggeration, but he just did, didn't get done. And uh, and we've seen him kind of that same kind of story. Demar Derozan year over year. We think back to his days with the Raptors. They finally won when they got rid of Demar Derozan. Now, granted, they got Kawhi Leonard, so give them the you know they deserve that props, but. Still, they were losing a ton to LeBron James, and granted, it's LeBron James. You're probably going to lose more often than not, but I don't know. I'm not a DeMar DeRozan hater. I think he's a little bit overrated, in my opinion. What's your guys' thoughts on that? I, I don't hate that at all. I remember at, at one point during the season, he was like in MVP talks. Yeah, he was probably and I was top like, five MVP. Yeah, I was, I was like, well, I, so I, I don't hate that at all. He, um, I, I think... All, you bring up the the postseason stuff too, and I think that it, it triggers the the saying, not the saying, but the phrase in my mind of like empty stats, you know. And that does kind of relate back to what I said about Westbrook too. And then like a guy like even Damian Lillard that you can say it's like you go off, you play so well, you're you're good. Like you're saying, Demar Derozan isn't bad. He doesn't make his teammates better. That's totally fair. But you know, you can only score X amount of points so many times before people are like, well, it's not getting you guys anywhere. And though he did do a lot for the Bulls team this year. The minute it kind of came down to okay, well, let's beat a good team. Like they, they actually even at the end of the year, they had a lot of injury woes and they had a terrible schedule yeah. to end the year. But they started to kind of crumble and lost all momentum. So kind of aligns exactly with you're saying. I don't hate that answer at all because it's you know my my answer with Kyrie kind of came from like a hate hated standpoint. <laughs> but yours is like what? almost your <laughs> go figure. But yours is like almost logical in the sense of like how people rate him 
you think that they overrate him. So, you know, props to you on that answer, Austin. You're, you're more logical than I am. Uh, that's probably the only only logical <laughs> thing I'll say today. Yeah, I mean, it's – I don't really like the answer because DeMar, DeMar is a bucket, and I, I'm, I'm not going to take any DeMar DeRozan slander, really. I mean, like, like he, he, he's just he's just one of those players that, that – I don't think he's as overrated as, as what you're saying. Like, I don't, I don't think people are putting him in the upper echelon of NBA stars or, you know, NBA stardom. Like he's, he's a bucket. We kind of know what he is, right? The book's written on DeMar DeRozan. And, you know, a, a lot of your, a lot of your concessions when, when talking about, you know, all the injury woes of, you know, the bulls and everything like that. I think he did the best with what he was given. Like, I, I honestly, like, what did you, what more did you want him to put the, the cape on his back and will, will, will a, a Buns Bulls team, I don't call them Buns, they were beat up and they were, they were simply outmatched. What did you expect from him? I, I mean, I think it's kind of crazy that he had the Bulls in a relevancy that, that they really haven't had in, in a hot minute, right? Chicago has been kind of craving that, like, the, those players that they can kind of you know get get behind and love and i i really think they gravitated a lot towards demar Derozan, especially throughout the year i mean yeah. i don't think it's a surprise that they started to struggle when when they got obviously a bunch of injuries that's not going to help but i think my more kind of qualification is that he's not a very good defender not a guy that's going to go out and lock down anyone so just because he's given up he's scoring 38 points he'd be giving up just as many on the other side of the floor I think he's very talented. The Bulls, I wouldn't blame, obviously, the Bulls' failure second half of the year on him. It's not his fault that they lost Lonzo Ball. Caruso was out. Patrick Williams was out. They lost all these guys that play a lot of defense. They were a team I would just hammer player prop overs on because they couldn't play an ounce of defense. And they had Vooch, and (laughs) he doesn't play much defense either. So it was like, it's not necessarily all DeMar DeRozan's fault. I mean, I think the Bulls, we'll see what they do this offseason because Zach Levine, I don't know his status for free agency, but... I think he's either restricted or unrestricted. He might not be back if they, if who knows, there's really a lot of rumors out there of him potentially going to a guy you just mentioned, Damian Lillard, him teaming up with him. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. DeMar, I'll back off my DeMar DeRozan slander because I don't, I don't, I don't think he's trash. He made me a lot of money this year, but I just think he might be when he was getting those, you know, top five, you know, MVP kind of chance. I think that's at that point, I was like, this is a little bit overhyped. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Well, you walked it back a little bit. That's enough for me. DeMar DeRozan <laughs> fans, put down your pitchforks for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that makes sense though. Um, what else? Um, so my question for you, uh, where, where do you see your channel going in the next, you know, I don't know, long-term plan. What's, uh, are you working full-time or do you, what do you, what do you, what do you do for a living? So I still I still work full time. Yeah. And in terms of the channel, I, I really do. You know, any I, I, I come I think it's a probably a cliche answer, but anything we're making off the channel right now, whether it's through YouTube or through any sort of ads or anything like that, I'm trying to put back into the channel, whether that's talent, whether that's, you know, anything that we can do to kind of invest in it. I did, you know, go like I had said back in the um is a few years ago at this point now when I had talked about how we were really pushing everything to the website, guybossonsports.com versus an outlet like YouTube or whatnot. I was, I did go full time for about six months before I realized, okay, you know what? It's, it's, it's would help if I had the supplementary income. So I went back to a job and everything like that. So right now I'm putting, you know, 40 hours a week into a company and then putting however many hours there is left over for with very little sleep, as I'm sure you guys both know, 
um, mm-hmm. getting up early and doing videos and stuff like that uh, into into Guy Boston and the channel and everything like that. And in terms of where I see it going, I really do just want to take it to a place where anything that we do that we think is interesting, people watching will think is interesting. Um, you know, the channel definitely started to spike this off season when I was reacting to NBA trade rumors, watching highlights and everything like that. You know, that's where we kind of saw, I think I ended the the Celtics season last year with under a thousand subscribers. And then in the off season, we got to 3000 or so um, just by doing, you know, reaction videos. And that's super fun for me because people will send and DM videos that I haven't seen before. And it's very simple to put a camera on myself and say, let's watch this video sounds weird but like let's watch this video together and the fact that anyone even one person could find interest in my face going like or seeing something for the first time is pretty unique and cool and that kind of just fueled the fire to just do more and more and more so um yeah it's boston based yeah like it's always i think gonna have boston at its core but i always want to do i guess what any whatever anyone wants to see and and that's kind of where like the picks came from too like that's not boston centric but we started to bring that to the channel too so um I really just want to, you know, more and more content as long as I think that it can and maintain some sort of, you know, quality, entertainment, anything like that. I think that, uh, you know, the the more the merrier if we're selective about what we do. Yeah, no, I think that's really awesome. And so anything we can do to help you grow, that is what we want to do. Um, I like I, I, you've talked about your I'm curious what your routine is like, because I know you you pump out the video sometimes well before mine. So uh, I know you're up early. I'm just curious what, what your uh, normal routine is, because I like to hear. I know yeah. the grind. I know the grind's real. So, so it it'll usually start, you know, if, if sometimes I'm laying in bed starting to to look at the lines and I know for you like I'm I'm way more and have had way more success with against the spread than um player props, but obviously I like to mix in a little bit of both, but I'm looking at lines and kind of looking at um trends and stuff like that like almost for fun sometimes before I go to sleep and that gets gives me the idea of okay, now I kind of see what I now want to research in the morning. Like if I like the heat, like I do tonight, we'll see how this goes. It could age horribly, but you know, I, I started to, I started to come about that last night and then I wake up sometimes, um, I don't know, five o'clock or so, four, four thirty, to do that, that, uh, you know, next hour, hour and a half of research to record the video. Um, just to almost, you know, find little nuggets of things that either make me feel better about what I was going to say in a video or worse and uh get it all going get it packaged up and then i I head to work and carry on my day and you know throughout the day um i add in plays which i know you guys do as well if if anything kind of jumps out but i think we all probably know the the i would say the struggle of waking up early and stuff but i think there's a there's a little bit of mutual you know what what it takes and also like once you see the the success in something too Mm -hmm. it makes it worth it and I don't mean to sound all like preachy here, but the minute you see people reacting to something that you got up early to create or stayed up late to create, it does make it instantly worth that grind, you know? So um, it is early, early mornings, late nights. Um, but I don't think I would be doing it if I didn't like doing it, you know? And I'm sure you guys are in a very similar boat. Yeah, hundred percent. I, w- I would not do the videos if I didn't, you know, enjoy, uh, waking up and doing the grind because no one trust me i don't i don't want to be waking up at 4 30 every morning kind of thing but i do it because it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of fun to kind of interact with people and see you know oh these you know see the people from two weeks ago back on the videos and stuff like that i i think that's a really cool part so i appreciate you for doing uh doing all the work for the community because i know a lot of people on our channel watch yours so that's super awesome um 
what's what would you say is is your favorite thing about doing youtube i say the fact that you know getting one person to comment that something in that video like like it it it's spoke to them it's not like it i'm not giving life advice out here or anything like that but when they're like hey like What's that going on in your videos that i'm missing <laughs> you, you don't you don't see the middle part you probably fast forward through those but no like when i when i say something in a video that isn't just like a hey eat minus three type of thing when i say i make a joke or i say something or you know i i rag all over myself for being dumb about something and someone reacts to that i'm like okay that's like the the great part of me just being me it's really easy to go through and be like hey like you know play uh team team x minus three and a half or player uh y over 20 points you know what i mean but the minute uh and i'm i know you guys both do it too the minute you can show a little bit of yourself and i think that that's probably something that we all do really well which is why uh people watch our channels the minute people pick up on stuff that you do or like i didn't even realize that every video i go all right youtube how are you doing welcome back to the channel and rub my hands together someone in the comments told me that i do that every video and now i got to make sure i do that every video because it was an intro that i didn't know i had but it's like it's it's kind of like a um you know the stuff that i don't even pick up on or i'm just record and, and going at it when that gets through to someone i'm kind of like oh that's cool like that feels like you're reaching someone versus just you know hey we're doing this today blah 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 blah. like you know you can kind of be yourself so that's my favorite part when when the community feels like it's really a community not just a viewer if that makes sense I feel like i ran the butt. no no, no I, I totally agree logan you can go i was gonna i was gonna add on that like a lot of people even on these podcasts are like Oh, that's so cool. You guys, you know, talked with King Sanders. I watched both of your channels and now they're going to, they're going to see you and they're going to be like guy Boston sports. you guys all like, you know, know each other, interact with each other. All of our little sub communities, all there's, there's sort of like a Venn diagram of they're all, they all overlap. And, and that's really cool as, as you're kind of, you know, you know, showing love to the communities. Cause that's ultimately what we're trying to grow. It's ultimately what you're trying to grow. And that's what sets apart, you know, these, these awesome channels that have, you know, unlimited growth potential. I mean, that's, that's cool. And, and I, I definitely love how you're, you're Boston centered, but you're not, you're not too annoying mass hole to where I'm going to hear two minutes of you and then turn it oh, off. No. Yeah, no. And if, no. and it, even if I was going down that route, I would wrote, I would tell you that I am like, just so, like exactly. when I talk Celtics games, I'm like, by the way, before you jump, like I am biased. <laughs> so get ready, fast forward through this, whatever. But it is like, I, I view this, you know, anyone in the, in, in the, the community or in, I guess you could say the industry here on YouTube do like, it's an unlimited amount of food on the plate. Everyone can get food on their plate. I'm not really into the, um you know, the, the competitor standpoint, unless someone's doing something that I don't necessarily agree with or I don't like, or it doesn't seem genuine. I'm a huge genuine like fan, you know, when, when someone, and I think that, you know, you guys in particular, and I know me, like the fact that I could press record and be like, by the way, guys, I had a million bets last night. Guess what? I went, Oh, and a million. And they were like, not even close to hitting, but stick with me here. We'll go through this, blah, blah, blah. Like that's what I respect in other channels as well. I'm not a big fan of, um, you know, you have a, a O for night and then just on to the next day. Let's talk about today's what are you picks. Talking like, about? <laughs> there's plenty what, out there, but what losses? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I like the genuineness of it. It's 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 more about the uh, the one to one with whoever's watching than the let me give you what I'm picking tonight because all I do every single day is I've been you know statistically 
better and worse, you know, like profitable in it. But all I'm telling you is what I'm doing at the end of the day. You know, it's it's not me being like, hey, you should do this. I'm probably going to go to the opposite. No, I'm just telling you what I'm going with. And I always say, if you fade me, you're smart. You ride, you're a genius. And that's kind of where it comes from. You know, like it's you're smart to fade me. But if you're sticking with me here, you're probably a genius. But uh, yeah, I, I think that there's plenty of food on, on you know, to be out there to get on everyone's um and i I like i really do like that aspect of it even you guys having me on here type of thing is 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 really really cool no i mean we appreciate you for coming on to the weekly uh uh, podcast and i think that's kind of going on and piggybacking off what you're saying i think that's why you've seen so much success and why you're closing on ten thousand subscribers people go hit that subscribe button if you haven't already if you're 44 minutes into here and you haven't subscribed to them i don't (laughs) i don't know I, i don't know what you're doing but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's why you've had so much success is because, you know, you, you provide good info and that's awesome. I mean, it's good that you do all the research and you put the time into your, you know, your analysis, talking about your picks and whatnot, and you're very, you know, diligent about it. But I, there's so many people in the community that do that. I, just from a year ago, and I, I, or maybe I was doing some stats in my most recent, I just recorded NBA's video for Wednesday before this, because I'm moving a little bit. If people can't notice all the all the decorations are down because I'm moving tomorrow, but well, technically today while this goes live, but regardless, um, a lot of people and have entered the space over the last year and two kind of since you started doing the sports betting picks and all that stuff. And I feel like everyone can do the, you know, the same thing. Oh, I hear these stats and stuff, but I think people stick around with your videos because you're genuine, you're fun to listen to, and you, you have some personality to them. And there's a lot of people out there that do picks and they're kind of robotic and, you know, they're not very fun to listen to and all that kind of stuff. But I know you got have a lot of supportive fans. I see our fans in your comments, your fans in our comments. And I think it's a really cool thing to see. And I'm excited to – I root for your picks every night unless they're against mine. But I root for everyone's <laughs> picks because and, – and at the end of the day, you know, we are a Venn diagram, but we're only as strong as each other. And we're not going to continue to grow if, you know, we can't keep bringing more people into, uh, into the community, helping people make some money or just – Kind of bringing like, oh, you know, you share, someone watches your channel, shares your channel with someone else. And then maybe they find our channel and then everyone kind of grows together. So we kind of all are, are that Venn diagram that we kind of need each other to, to keep growing, keep grinding and uh, kind of keep working hard. And I think we'll all kind of make it at the end of the day. For yeah, sure. Well said. I mean, I, I, I think that you guys, you know, being able to, to take smaller channels and just interact with them is so crazy. Like I know Austin, we've, dm'd and texted for a while but you guys like well deserve the success that you've seen i know you guys are this is not an insult but you're nowhere near where you guys are gonna be and i think that you guys probably know that too like you guys are taking this thing i've heard you say it both of you guys to the moon and i fully believe that like i i do i do believe it because i see the 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 genuineness in it and i'm not saying i can judge talent better than the next guy but you know there's there's 30, almost 35,000 people out there that see it in you guys too. I'm just one of those people. And I don't think that that's even the, the tip of the iceberg for, for you guys, for sure. You know, being able to, to take on smaller channels and be like, Hey, come on the show or interact with like big time kudos to you guys. Cause you know, that's when I talk about, like talk about a full circle conversation, when I talk about genuineness, it's not a numbers game to you guys. It's a, yeah. it's a genuine type game. So not to get all mushy here, but I do really, really Ooh. appreciate, I really appreciate it guys. Hey, no, no. I, I love that you said we're all, you know, we're going to the moon. We're all going to the moon. You're coming to the moon too, because as more states legalize sports betting, I'm just going to say those people are going to turn to channels like ours that that project this sort of confidence, that project, as you keep preaching, genuineness. 
Recap your losses. That's all people care about. If they lost your their money on your picks, you better come in and say, you know, guys, I, I really stunk. You know, it's just like they want some accountability. So that's at the end of the day, that's what it is. And we're all going in the moon for sure. I didn't even tell you guys. You asked about my routine too, waking up and doing all that. I go, not always, I'll be completely honest, but but when I can, I will drive an hour and a half south, two hours south, get over the border of Connecticut to be able to place bets so i got i I got i got a i got a you know i don't have it as easy as you guys i am in boston but um it is what it is it's it's coming everywhere um and it's you know it is what it is only a matter of time but we appreciate you for coming on to the channel uh coming on the weekly podcast again this is guy boston sports if you haven't subscribed to him we really would appreciate if you go do that trying to grind towards ten thousand subscribers so we appreciate you for coming on to the weekly podcast let us know who you guys want us to bring on actually in two weeks we already have next week's uh guest lined up but let us know who you want to see next week we'll appreciate you guys as always for tuning into episode 35 of our weekly podcast it's been austin this has been logan guy boston sports we'll see you guys again next week peace out